Hey y'all, welcome to the Amateur Therapy Podcast, where we keep it real and aim to heal. I'm your host, Sydney J, and in today's episode, I'll be giving you five practices on how to move from visualizing your dreams to actualizing your dreams. Now let's get into the episode. How are we today? I really hope well, I hope blessed, I hope, you know, my my hope is that you're ready to have some real talk, all right? (laughs) So today, I just want to talk a little bit about why we might be feeling like we're not getting anywhere with our goals, you know, or our dreams and aspirations. And I'm going to give you some ways of how we can get those dreams from our mind or our journals or from, you know, from wherever we're keeping those big, beautiful dreams and how we can get them into your actual life, right? So just to start, I think that we can all agree that many of us have goals or dreams or aspirations that we really would like to see come into fruition, right? We can all agree on that. But lately, I've been noticing a lot of advice I've heard, you know, from gurus or pastors and this person and that person. And I've I've just heard a lot of them saying something along the lines of this. Well, you know, you just have to imagine the life you want and just live it out. I mean, thanks, I guess. You know, how many times have you heard that? I know I've heard this a billion times, but I've really started to find that no one who's ever given me that advice has told me how to live it out. They've only focused on the what I need to do, all right? So, you know, I think that we, especially my age demographic, which is early 20s, I'm 22, we're often told what we should be doing. You know, we should be journaling, we should be manifesting, we should be dreaming big, we should be praying, we should be doing that and this. And, you know, listen, I'm not against any of these practices, but because I, you know, I I very much practice them myself, but I just want to emphasize today that we rarely are told how to get from the vision that we have to the reality that we want. And rarely are we told how, you know, to pull from that visualization of our dreams and transition that visualization into the actualization of those very dreams we have. So because I'm seeing this problem show up, and it's, it's not only in my own life, but in my peers' life, in, in some of my family members' lives, and just all around in general, I want to share with you today my five big house that I practice and have practiced in my own life that are really helping me move from culminating vision to culminating results. So that's from going from the visualize, visualization aspect to the actualization aspect, Okay. I hope you're all with me and, you know, let's just get into those five big hows. I'm really excited to share this with you. So number one is to get specific and get focused. If you have the time right now, I want you to envision the goal, the aspiration, the dream, whatever it is you're trying to reach. And and, and once you've envisioned it, write it down. And I want you to get specific about it. What is it? Who is involved? Where geographically will you be? How much will you be making? You know, who do you need to get in contact with to help guide you? Ask yourself these questions that will help you specify the details of your dream. Just use 
you know, the five W's, who, what, where, when, and why. And your how will come later. I know that's an additional one, but we'll talk about that later. But really sit and identify what it is you want to do. Write it down in detail and ask deeply in your heart, you know, in your soul, ask that why. Why do you want to do this? What is the purpose, the reason, the intention behind this? Because your why is what will keep you motivated and, you know, it'll keep you pushing for that dream to be actualized. So the focus part of number one, which is get specific and get focused, is really hard to implement sometimes, I found, but it's really, really simple. So let's just have a definition right now. Focus is the elimination of any distractions that will deter you from your path. So just think of it at, in in this example. Think of it as if you're driving a car, right? And, you know, when I drive, I'm looking straight ahead at the road. I'm looking a little bit to the sides, you know, to see if there's anybody swerving a little bit, you know, because you when you're on the street, you have to drive for everybody, you know, especially in, in New York. So, you know, but majority of us, I'm just going to assume that we all look ahead while we're driving. But, um, so... I'm driving, I'm driving, you know, I'm going in a forward direction. So I'm looking ahead at my destination, right? But sometimes we have to glance, you know, into the the rear view mirror, the side mirrors, might have to look back if somebody's in the, in the back of the seat acting crazy. But it's just, it's just a glance, okay? It's just a glance and not a gaze because a gaze would mean that you diverted your attention, which means now your focus is on that other thing, right? But you know, really what you're doing is, is, is just glancing. You're not taking your focus off because your gaze is ahead of you. So if at any time, you know, when we're driving, you divert your focus to the passenger in the car or somebody in the back seat, it's very likely that you might swerve into another lane, right? Or even worse, you might get into an accident in that's not cool you know for i don't want to get too explicit but anyways so in this example you can put your dreams into this example think of it like this always think about your dreams as something you want to focus on think of it as that destination you're looking towards while you're driving right because if we're not focusing on our dreams our dreams are likely to either be pushed to the side you know they might be pushed into another lane swerved into another lane or they will just crash and burn and we don't want that we do not want that okay so get specific and get focused y'all got that Okay, let's move on to number two. Number two is to adopt accountability. Being accountable means that you choose to be responsible to and for the things you say and do. So if we claim to want to make our aspirations reality, and if we claim to want to take our dreams from, you know, the visualization state to the actualization state, we really have to be accountable. We have to figure out what it is we have to do to get you know, where we want to be with our with our dreams and goals. And when we figure out what we want to do and what we have to do, work at it. Work at it every day, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, all day, whatever it takes. Just hold yourself accountable to reaching your goals and really doing something that the you of tomorrow will thank you for. So like I said earlier, if you have time right now, just think of one thing that you can start holding yourself more accountable for. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it's, 
I don't know, whatever it is to you that you know that you can up your level of accountability on, okay? So I'll give you an example. Let's say I have to be more accountable over my spending habits. Let's say it's payday and I say, okay, well, every time I get paid, I will only allow myself like 15% of my check to spend on outside activities like going out to eat or buying myself a pair of shoes or something like that you know something leisurely something that is for me and not towards you know the bills and stuff like that but the rest of my check that's going to my bills and the rest is going into my savings account if I choose to go over that 15% budget like you know not once but I'm doing this every every week every every couple weeks I'm putting myself in a position that's a practice of not sticking to what I said because I said I would only take 15%, but this week I'm taking 20, next week I'm taking 30, like I'm not sticking to the the standard that I set for myself. Does that make sense? So, when I'm not sticking to what I said, that practice is leading me to sacrificing my accountability and it's sacrificing my ability to take care of my main responsibilities, which are paying my bills on time, right? And, you know, stacking up money in my savings account, right? So if you're doing that in your life with with the things that you want to be holding yourself accountable to, you're sacrificing that accountability, And you're sacrificing your ability to attain that goal and to be held steadfast to what you said you wanted to do, right? So that leads us to starting to make make excuses, right? Because when you're losing your accountability, you don't want to, you don't realize that you're not in a in a position to be doing what you said you wanted to do. And that's how you know you're losing accountability or you're not holding yourself accountable is when you start making excuses. So similarly with your own goals, if you get into the habit of not doing the one or the many things to 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 work towards them, you know, and you find that you're making excuses and that you're not getting stuff done, that's when you're lacking accountability. So Let's render a solution for that. Pick that one thing or a couple things that you can start holding yourself accountable to and do not sacrifice that accountability. Don't sacrifice it because it's going to leave you one step behind and then you do it again. Now you're two steps behind from your goal. Now you're three steps and four steps and so on and so forth behind on your goals. All right. So I, I hope that one's really clear. That one's a little forward, but that accountability aspect really forced me to get serious about a lot of things in my life and it and it really has transformed um like uh, my integrity and a lot of other things in my life so just do the right thing and be accountable okay so now we're on number three and that is to establish systems not goals so i know that sounds a little crazy but i personally love this one so much and I really hope that it's gonna bless y'all how it has blessed me because it really has transformed my life and my level of productivity right so I really hope that y'all can implement this one so anyways back to the point establish systems not goals goals are something I like to say they are outside of a fixed realm because when you set goals they are a loose fraction or a loose goal that's set into our very 
ever-changing lives, if you will, or because our lives change every day. Even if we might have the same mundane tasks, something is changing within our day. Something is new. Something is fresh, like, every day. So anyways, goals are outside of a fixed realm. And that means that at any point, interruption can come into our progress towards a goal. Um, Like, at any given moment, our goal, like, our progression towards our goals can be interrupted. And when you have systems in place, that disruption is less than likely to occur because, you know, you, you're doing everything in your power to keep the system flowing and working to its fullest potential. And a system is a fixed network, unlike a goal. It's one thing, one item that's outside of a fixed realm. So when you set a goal, you need to be setting it into a system that you set up for a good output outcome because the system always takes an extra step or it's something that's always one step ahead and it reaps the result that you created that system to have so if i create a system that like make sure that i'm losing weight or i create a system that makes sure that i'm eating three meals a day i'm making sure that i always get that same result so my my goal is like okay i want to make sure i'm eating you know, good meals, I'm eating healthy at least two out of my three meals or two out of my four meals or however many many times I eat a day are plant-based or or something like that. I'm making sure I'm setting up a system that will help me and always make sure that I'm attaining my goals. Like think of a system like the metric system. There's always going to be 10 meters in a decimeter. There will always be 100 meters in a hectometer. There will always be a thousand meters in a kilometers and, you know, so on and so forth. So you get that same output because that system is fixed. So let me get a little more specific because I know it sounds a little bit all over the place and it might be really hard to grasp. So, But I really want you guys to get this. I really, really want you, you to get this. So... So say I have a fitness goal of burning excess body fat and let's say I want to do that over the next two months. That's a great goal. But what's going to hold me to that goal? What's going to hold me accountable to to attaining that goal? When I have a system for my goal, that means that I created a fixed network to to where my, my daily output, my daily result will be that I burn some body fat for a little bit each day over the next two months. So a system for this goal might look like making sure that I bought some fruit that I can eat in the morning before my works my, my workouts. Um, setting my alarm early so I can fit a workout in my day. Maybe putting my gym bag next to the door to remind me, oh, I gotta go to the gym today. I gotta go to the gym today. Or maybe putting my workout clothes out on my dresser the night before to you know, pressure me into committing to that goal. Stuff like this is is what culminating a system looks like because you want to form the system, okay, around the goal that you have so that you always are attaining that goal. If you set a system for your goals, I promise, and I don't make promises, but since it's fixed, you know, I, I'm, I'm trusting that 99.9% of the time, you are more likely to succeed in actualizing that goal if you set a system. If you set a system, okay? So set systems, not goals. I I know that was a lot, but I hope that you can get it and grasp the concept that I'm trying to to portray here. (sighs) Okay, two more of the five big hows. Uh, Number four 
is find your tribe because we got to have our peoples. You got to have your peoples, y'all. You have to get a team, an inner circle or a group that really loves you and supports you and that they're loyal to you and, and make sure that they're loyal to seeing you achieve all you that you hope to achieve. When you're surrounded by people who inspire, support and love you, there's just you know, a, a greater feeling of assurance and self-security and self-belief that, hey, you know what, I can do this. I, I can actualize my dreams. And I think that most people know that old saying, you know, who you surround yourself with really matters. But I think that we often forget why. Like, you know, look at it in this common example. If I buy some fruits, you know, let's say I buy some peaches, I buy some mangoes, I buy some bananas, whatever, and I buy some apples. I love pink lady apples, you know, just a sidebar. <laughs> Those are elite, but anyways, back to the point. I, I have my fruit, I bring it home, I put it in my little bowl on my on my nice marble counter, right? And the next day, I come down, I grab a banana, but I see my, my apples are starting to brown a little bit. But I'm like, okay, it's no, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I invested in this apple, and it, it deserves to be in the bowl so next day comes around i go downstairs to the kitchen i get my little frutas and i'm like wait my bananas are starting to brown my peaches are starting to warm my mangoes like not nah, mangoes be protected but you know my peaches are starting to warm. what's going on and i realize now we have a problem now all the fruit has to go now all the fruit is bad because I allowed that one group of not so great fruit, that one group of rotten, molding, turning bad fruit into my healthy group, into my full, established, better group, my higher group. And that same thing starts to happen in our own lives when we are in these situations and relationships with people who don't bear good fruit spiritually. And sometimes it's not even that they don't bear good fruit, but sometimes they're simply just not the people for us. And we start to rot. We start to stoop to their level and we start to become like them. And we we start adopting behaviors that don't really reflect who we are. And honestly, you know, sometimes there's that one person and I used to be this person, but there's always that one person who's like, oh, you know, I'm the positive person in the group and I can rub off on them and blah, blah, blah. But our job is not to change people. We can influence, we can influence them, but our job is not to change people. And that was a lesson that I had to learn because I used to love to fix things. And that's so toxic. Well, it can be toxic, but it's because I had a lot of trauma I hadn't dealt with. So I wanted to fix people before they endured the type of pain that I did. But anyways, that's the story for another time, honey. But yeah, you know, um... When you're adopting these behaviors and stuff like that, you start to realize that the power is really in the masses of who you're around. And even when you are, if you if you are that, you know, positive person or that person who's just like in the group, but not really fitting in, but you all love each other and you want to kind of like bring your energy to the group and change their mindsets and stuff like that, you might be rubbing off on them. But the same way that you're rubbing off on them in a positive way they will be rubbing off on you in a negative way. They will be putting their energy onto you. So there's really no winning there for you. So get out of that situation and allow that change to happen because changes happen. They just happen. So 
get with it or <laughs> get lost in a frenzy of terrible of a terrible friend group okay and it's either for the better or for the worse so if we want to have a better life and a better chance of actualizing our dreams we really have to surround ourselves with better people and these better people will who who are better for us not to say that they're better than other people or on a different level because humility is key y'all humility is key but people who suit us better I guess they fit the puzzle piece that we're missing or they fit the puzzle piece they fit in the frame that we're fitting you know those people should be supportive of us they should inspire us and they should most importantly love on us so find your tribe people I feel like I was sounding a little harsh and a little personal because I've been through this, but I hope that it's clear and I hope that it's making sense. So we are now on to the last but not very least, and that's number five, be open and accepting of change. I know that I was just talking about change a little bit. I was just saying that change has happened, but really change is inevitable. We have to learn to you know, roll with the punches. And we actually have to start learning how to be prepared for these punches and these changes. Be expectant of these changes to come. I actually just finished reading a book. It was like two weeks ago and it's called Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson. And honestly, it really talks so much about how change can be good for us. Dr. Spencer Johnson, he discussed how... um, you know, change comes whether we like it or not. And that when we anticipate change, we can trust that what is ahead of us is good for us. And when we anticipate change, we can really focus on, you know, what we can gain in that change and through that change instead of what we can lose. And just think of yourself right now. We change all the time. We change opinions. We change our hair. We change this. We change that. And in the same manner, our life changes. Just look at your body. It changes all the time. Science really actually shows that our skin cells replace themselves every 27 to 30 days. And science also shows, sorry, I'm a science nerd. They call me Sid the science kid sometimes, but it also shows that our minds and our body you know our physiology and ultimate like ultimately who we are as actual people changes every seven years that's wild but like it's factual and so if we look at those facts and we understand the facts we can look at our life and our life path in a similar light and we can know that change is coming and be expectant and be open and accepting to it and that's so it could be scary but it's really so much fun because there's just endless potential for greatness (laughs) so if we really want to see our aspirations and dreams come alive and, and and allow those visualizations to become actualized and Honestly, ultimately, if we just want to live an abundant life, we have to anticipate and adapt to change. So just to wrap that last point up, just be open, y'all. It could be good for us. It can be good for us. So just be open to life. Y'all, that was really a lot. Wow, that was really a lot. But I really hope that 
it has blessed you even in the slightest i know that it has definitely edified and changed some aspects of my life so just let's wrap up for the for the day um so today we talked about how to get our dreams from the state of visualization to actualization and today i shared with y'all my five big hows for that transition and they are number one get focused and get specific i don't know i think i'm saying that backwards yeah get specific and get focused number two adopt accountability number three establish systems not goals number four find your tribe and number five be open and accepting of change oh let's give a little clap that was a lot i'm so happy to share this with y'all and i really hope that it's blessing you in some way and i'm just really happy to be and you know i'm just very grateful also to be a vessel and i really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and if you listen all the way to the end i just want to say you're a real one and i love you so hard (laughs) thank you so much and if you feel like it please share it please like it and just leave a comment or questions concerns if you want to be on the show comment and we can talk about it if you want to share your thoughts and but you don't want to comment you can feel free to email me and my email is at um amateur therapy one at gmail.com that's amateur therapy with the number one at gmail.com and i would really really love to hear from you i really mean it i love feedback you know if you think my podcast sucks tell me if you love it tell me like if you like it if you want to talk about other topics if you have things that you really would like advice on or me to discuss um or if you want to tell your story on this show we can talk about that email me comment whatever but anyways it's been very real (laughs) uh and i just thank you for tuning in to the amateur therapy podcast and i'll be back next week remember to keep it real and aim to heal